Add this to the debate about whether marathons are good for health. A study found that patients admitted to hospitals with a heart attack on marathon days, not just runners, were 15% more likely to die than other days of the year. The authors suspect that delays due to road closures may be to blame. This is Pulse Check. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. This week, Congress will mark up legislation from the bipartisan leaders of the Senate Finance Committee targeting regulation of pharmacy benefit managers to lower drug costs. President Joe Biden has asked the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine for recommendations on how to mitigate risks from artificial intelligence trained on biological data. He has also asked his own Office of Science and Technology Policy to set rules for researchers that work with DNA that could potentially be turned toward biological warfare. And overdose prevention centers have emerged as a controversial issue in New York's response to the opioid epidemic, with Governor Kathy Hochul now opposing the use of opioid settlement funds for new centers despite an advisory board's recommendation. Politico healthcare reporter Maya Kaufman is here to explain the governor's shifting stance. Hey, Maya, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. To start, can you walk us through how Governor Kathy Hochul has shifted her stance on using opioid settlement funds for overdose prevention centers? Yeah, the governor has long been pretty non-committal when it comes to overdose prevention centers, both as far as policymaking and also as far as using opioid settlement funds to support them. And she said things like, we're looking to see what Rhode Island is doing, where they've done a state authorization. She said they're exploring the benefits and limitations of a statewide policy, but she hasn't really come out very directly and indicated her stance. But that changed earlier this week when I asked her about using opioid settlement funds for overdose prevention centers, which for folks who aren't familiar are places where people can use drugs under the supervision of staff who are trained to respond to overdoses. And the governor said that funds must go to initiatives that would withstand a legal challenge. And she also said that the state is engaging in harm reduction strategies, that there isn't only one type of harm reduction strategy. She said, the ones that we're doing are proven to be successful, but also legal. And that was a much more direct stance than we've really ever seen from her. Can you walk us through that a little bit more? How does Hochul justify those claims? She doesn't actually really say that much to back up why she thinks the way that she does. She has largely cited the legal status of overdose prevention centers in saying what she said, basically that federal law essentially bars their operation and they also are technically illegal under state law. And there is legislation that's been around for a while in the state that would authorize them, but she's also refused to pledge support for that legislation. So that's as much as we know about her decision-making. It's really centered on the legal discussion. I also noticed in your reporting that you said the members of the Opioid Settlement Fund Advisory Board had some different opinions. Can you walk us through that? 
Yeah, the majority of the members on that board, which was established in 2022 by state law to guide the spending of all of this money, they really support overdose prevention centers as a tool in harm reduction, meaning reducing adverse consequences of drug use rather than demanding that users abstain from drug use. And they recommended once before in their first report last year that the state use funds for overdose prevention centers and the governor's administration rejected that. They said they couldn't use funds for anything that was illegal. And now they're taking a more direct stance that they don't support using funds for this purpose. And so the board had just recommended again that they should use it for this. They took a slightly different approach by focusing more on research, hoping that that might win the governor over by saying the funds should go for a research-based overdose prevention center to collect more data on how this kind of facility works and what kind of outcomes it has in New York specifically. But remains to be seen how that'll land with the governor. So now Hochul's team has two weeks to respond if they reject any of those recommendations. What kinds of things are you going to be watching for in the governor's response? So the governor's team only has to respond if they reject any of the recommendations. So if they reject this overdose prevention center specific recommendation, we'll see an explanation in writing. And I'll be really curious to see if that language differs at all from what they said last year, which was a letter from her commissioner for the agency that oversees substance use providers. And that really rested on the legal arguments, but didn't really betray much detail about the administration's stance on the centers more broadly. So I'm curious to see if they they reveal a bit more about their thinking this time around if they do reject it or, you know, maybe if they end up accepting it. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your reporting with us, Maya. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to be here. And before you go, please follow our reporting for the Milken Institute for the Future of Health Summit this week. This year's summit will include meaningful conversations about medical research, preventative care, public health, and the role of advanced technology, including AI. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>